For this episode, we have a content warning for mental health stuff and medication stuff. So if those are triggering for you, please feel free to skip this one. Uh, it was specific more, it'll be mostly about ADHD specifically, but some other stuff might come up. How's it going? How's your, how's your ADHD treating you? Um, as well as it has ever has. Or hasn't. <laughs> yeah. So we wanted to do this topic because, um, Prior to a month ago, I had not had this looked into, even though it was something I was fairly certain I had hmm. because, well, being around woke Twitter means that <laughs> um, I either have a lot of friends or just follow a lot of people who have had great difficulty um, in having their mental health care issues, you know, even believed, let alone addressed. Yeah, um, it probably helps to be a reasonably affluent white male. Uh, I think you're probably, well, I mean, so there's definitely, um, I, I wouldn't say that, that white males are immune from being viewed as drug-seeking, but they are certainly less likely to be so than uh, women and people of color and women of color, obviously. Yeah, and I'm not even so sure that it's um, it's even uh, drug seeking that may be the reason why it's it's so difficult for some people to even get a diagnosis, but just that they're just not believed in general. Well. It also doesn't uh, help, hurt. I forget which one I watched in this instance. <laughs> anyway, it's also a bad thing that um, the diagnoses for a lot of conditions are based on the presentation in men. And if you are not a man, there's every chance that your presentation will be different, but it's the same disease and requires the same treatment. Um, heart attacks, for example, but, but definitely also um, mental health stuff. Yeah. Not good doctors and or psychiatrists um, will blame the modern era for your symptoms. Yes. Oh, you know, too many screens. Oh, <laughs> you know. Yeah, your phone gave you ADD. Yeah, I mean that's that's not a that because that's possible. Yeah. Um, why is it so hard to get uh, diagnosed? That's you know, well, a millennial that's in their thirties now. Um, and there are a couple of good explanations for that. One being that like Adderall was invented in like 96, <laughs> um, before then all there was was Ritalin. Um, and of course it took Adderall a while to become generic. So, you know, treatment at all is, you know, emerging and in the nineties and still a problem to this day is that and you know this is a somewhat fair criticism of over medicating perhaps is that the h in adhd is you know hyperactivity and in children that may present as being hard to control because their inattentiveness just means they're bored and you know bored children act out that's hmm. perfectly reasonable behavior i didn't do that and girls and women are also less likely to do that you know it a uh, 
a lack of impulse control is not the defining characteristic of the disease, but it is the easiest for an adult to detect. Right. Now, in, in my specific case, the thing that was um, definitely missed by adults was that I was always evaluated to, like, be almost unable to read, like, you know, very poor reading comprehension skills, um, not great at reading out loud. And I would start every school year in, you know, the oldie grammar school, you know, grades lower than eight, of <laughs> being sent to a, well, then the term was remedial or special reading group um, that was either in the back of the classroom or um, in a different classroom with a different teacher and, you know, a smaller group of students who had been evaluated to be behind where they're supposed to be in terms of uh, reading. And every time I'd be sent to one of those, after a couple of weeks, I would be told I wasn't going to that anymore. <laughs> because I wasn't illiterate. It was just I couldn't stay focused on reading anything that is, you know, recommended for children grades one through six because a lot of you know american classics that are recommended for that age you know they do kind of suck and <laughs> um if you have attention problems and you know everything's you know not completely riveting then yeah you might wander and you know so okay bad attention span you know then just buckle down kid right because you weren't like throwing crayons at the other children yeah. It seems like that should have been a pretty big red flag, though, especially if it happened repeatedly. I mean, I guess they figured I guess they figured that was a behavioral problem. And the behavior in question was you are just being a little shit. No, it's just, you know, lazy. Right. And it didn't help that, you know, I am a uh, faster learner in uh, math sciences and the mathematical sciences. And I wasn't doing myself any favors um, having read through the entire dinosaur and space section of the school's <laughs> library. You know, so that was further evidence that, you know, if I could focus on things that I liked, then, you know, of course there's nothing wrong with me. Right. And the implication is that that's totally voluntary. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think uh, our friend uh, Steve talked about this, too, um, and 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 did you internalize that too? Like, oh, there you're just a bad person. Yep. <laughs> cool. It is. You know, it's now recognized that a behavior in ADHD is sometimes, for whatever reason, your brain works, and you have a hyperproductive period, and. In my childhood, that would manifest itself in, you know, you know, so like the uh, Goosebumps series of books was still coming out in the 90s. Right. And I would read through those at the pace they were coming out at a pace of also like one a night instead of, you know, spaced out reasonably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it wasn't, you know, I, you know, a, a chapter a day during the designated it's put your head down and read. Teacher needs to have coffee. Um, <laughs> I always enjoyed those. It was, you know, I, I got the new one in the mail or at a book for whatever. 
Um, and it would sit until, uh, you know, one random magical Tuesday evening, I would start at 8 p.m. and finish at 4 a.m. or whatever. <laughs> and again, that was seen as, you know, oh, well, you know, perfectly literate, maybe a little excitable. <laughs> but also getting back to, you know, uh, seeing hyperactivity as a problem uh, and criticisms of over uh, medicating children because you can't deal with them. Stimulants only calm hyperactivity if you have the dopamine deficiency associated with ADHD. Yeah. Uh, my mom taught special ed for a bunch of years, and one of her students was given Ritalin at the time, because this was the early 90s, mid-90s, I guess. Um, and all it did was make him stay up all night. He did not have ADHD. He had behavioral problems. Yeah, and, you know, and in fact, you know, that trial dosage, you know, it's, it's part of the, the, you know, it's part of being a doctor and coming back for follow-ups. You know, you try something and see if it works or not. And, you know, it's, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, just some random thing I read on the internet, you know, at some point, which was uh, someone was relaying a story of how they uh, went to a party and being the dumb shit they were, you know, were taking whatever <laughs> pills were handed to them. And uh, one of them was Adderall and they uh, they calmed down. <laughs> <laughs> which was not what they were looking no, for. No, which is not the intended behavior. But it did indicate something. Yeah. Uh, so, and that's when they uh, when they asked what it was, and you know, looked that up later, uh, got themselves evaluated. And in fact, my my doctor did ask me if you know I had ever tried taking it recreationally, because you know if I had and said you know yeah I calmed down you know then that's a valid diagnostic uh, <laughs> criteria. You know she's not going to yeah. narc on me or anything, but <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, I've never done recreational pills, but I've definitely self-medicated with coffee. Yep, that's definitely a thing, too. Uh, and uh, <laughs> uh, a tweet I neglected to uh, uh, put in the document, it was a month ago, so I'll never find it, um, <laughs> was uh, that uh, ADH culture is uh, being able to down a two-liter bottle of Coke and take a nap. Mm. And yeah, that's a thing. You know, I've always been abusing caffeine and, you know, usually low continuous doses, you know, like just drinking soda throughout the day, not, you know, like downing a cup of coffee and then running off of that. Um, and it has never kept me up <laughs> ever. You know, I'd be like sipping some on the bus between campuses and fall asleep. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's a lifetime of things, you know, I ignored. Well, I mean, everything had told you that the problem was one of poor character. Exactly. <laughs> there was that there was something wrong with you in some sense, but that it was some it was, you know, it was a character flaw, not an actual medical problem, um, which is really unfortunate. Uh, that can't have been <laughs> great to live with all those years. <laughs> No, it was not. It maybe would have been nice to, you know, graduate with a GPA above a three. Yeah. Um, and that gets us to um, the popularity of abusing Adderall, because the uh, small doses that are uh, given to patients can improve 
focus if taken just the right way by normal people. You have people that, you know, memorize the correct answers to the diagnostic questionnaire and lie their <laughs> way through it. Awesome. You know, there was an article in here from a while ago about someone, you know, who confessed to lying their way through the diagnosis and, um, you know, it's just telling their story now because they're, you know, basically dependent on it now. And you know, some interesting differences between, you know, an abuser and myself, I noticed, was that they hate their job. Hmm. You know, I, I love mine and I love what I'm working on. I'm writing software to to do interesting things in the languages I prefer to do them in, you know, <laughs> um, and having difficulty doing that is definitely a problem. Uh, after uh, I brought up my diagnosis to someone, they said, you know, are you sure you just don't need a new job? And I also, and I, I pointed out to them, you know, that I also haven't um, shipped any apps in a while. You know, I, it's just, I haven't been able to concentrate on much lately. And I don't know if, you know, that's an age thing or whatever um but you know it's a thing i mean even if so they're they're you know it's not impossible that there's a situational component like holy shit the world is crumbling around us but that's on top of your actual exactly literal problem and if you treat that it'll things will improve <laughs> maybe not to pre-2016 level <laughs> <laughs> but uh but better. Yeah, and the uh, post-2016 overall is... <laughs> yeah, that is a good point. <laughs> Another thing, so, uh, with the abuse is that because stimulants are obviously a controlled substance, less than uh, opioids and marijuana, but still a controlled substance, so they're scheduled to, you have to get a fresh prescription every 30 days. That's super convenient, especially the way we do healthcare in this country. Yeah. So I don't know if there's a real medical term to it, but I liken it to uh, range anxiety with electric cars, where everyone thinks, you know, they can't possibly have an electric car because they take one 300-mile vacation a year, <laughs> and if it only has 200 miles of range, you know, and it, what if I can't find somewhere to charge midway, despite the fact that there's an outlet in literally really everything, um, hmm. and their daily commute is only like 15 miles, so it's a moot point. Um, but, you know, the fact that you have to get a new prescription every month scheduling becomes an issue because you can't be prescribed anything other than a multiple of 30. <laughs> Some months have 31 days. Right. So you have to make sure your next appointment is, you know, 30 calendar days from now. You know, don't uh, make a mistake and, you know, go from a 15th to a 15th and have a 31th day in there. Uh, <laughs> You're going to have a bad day if you do. <laughs> yeah. Or anything else that could go wrong just because scheduling is difficult, you know. In the late 60s, then Hollywood star attempting to start a political career, um, Ronald Reagan, <laughs> made this fucking record about the dangers of socialized medicine. And this was like when we were starting to have like the idea of Medicare, you know, which is obviously still woefully insu insufficient. Even for the old people, it actually covers. There's that weird 
period when you're not covered anymore, and it's a whole ridiculous... <sighs> anyway. Um, but, uh... Reagan. Uh, a, uh, a quote that, uh, uh, is pulled in, uh, uh, Michael Moore's 2006 documentary, Psycho, which was pre-Obamacare, um... And incidentally, was about the nightmare of people who have insurance. Mm -hmm. um, you know what they can go through sometimes. I pulled a quote of, uh, you know, the government's going to put quotas on how many doctors can be in a town, and, and doctors are going to be told they can't uh, practice in your town. And like, <laughs> that's real dumb. Well, like, if only we could get to that point. <laughs> like a, right. a huge problem with uh, getting treatment for uh, you know your mental health is that for th for things that um, can be more easily diagnosed and uh, medicated, you know sometimes the regular doctor is sufficient if they believe you, but other mm -hmm. times they want to send you you know to a, a psychiatrist, and those are you know hard to find. Especially ones covered by your insurance, if right. you're lucky enough to have any. Or, if you don't, ones that you can afford, which don't really exist for a lot of people. Right. Therapy is a luxury. And therapy may, you know, also be a viable treatment as well. It probably wouldn't hurt, even if you get a diagnosis and you get a prescription, like... It probably wouldn't hurt to also have some therapy to deal with all of the stuff, all the baggage from years of undiagnosed ADHD. <laughs> like, that probably wouldn't be a bad idea. Right. Assuming you have access and time um, and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, America's not good. We knew this. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is a socialism episode. <laughs> This is not, I don't think trains come into play for this particular. Oh, <laughs> uh, I also read all the train books in my school's well, library. Okay, there we go. Now we've got both. <laughs> and uh, finally, you know, we'll just bring up uh, some, or, some of the other um, stigmas against um, Adderall specifically. Um, one that's not helping women, obviously, is the side effect that people tend to lose weight on it accidentally. So having been on it for a month, the mechanism by which this works is that you're able to ignore all distractions. Hmm. One of them is also like how bad you have to pee. So <laughs> like sometimes I'm, I'm like, fine, I'll go to the bathroom now. And then, you know, I'm like, you know, peeing for like five minutes and it's like oh, okay um, <laughs> i probably should have went earlier um, um and the other one is you know I've, I've been in a situation where it's like huh it's noon i'm hungry i'll just keep working mm. as we all know if a fat woman goes to a doctor for anything they will be told that right. they are fat right even <laughs> for adhd symptoms well have you tried losing weight yeah Literally, literally have you tried yeah. losing weight <laughs> maybe your arm would get better if you were less fat i'm just saying it's like that with pregnancy tests too but maybe more so at college campuses but that was the joke at, at my women's college if you go to the campus health center for anything they'll give you a pregnancy test <laughs> if you're a lesbian doesn't matter pregnancy <laughs> test so um that, that's you know fun and the other thing is that 
we're all pretty sure that the president snorts it before going on TV. He seems to snort something. I didn't I didn't know that we knew uh, that it was Adderall, although that's certainly not terribly surprising. I hope he's not stealing it from his son. Yeah. I mean, you know, someone like him, you know, can just get a prescription for whatever yeah, they want. Yeah, that's true. And, just you know, go to one of those doctors. And that way, you know, he doesn't have to resort to uh, cocaine or anything like that because, I mean, the buffoon that he is... He also seems to be a master of being extremely slippery, where illegal things are done on his behalf. Yeah, that that's a pretty good racket to get in on. Right. So, you know, he can abuse prescriptions all he wants, because um, if there's anyone to put in jail for that, it is a doctor. Right. Because as long as, you know, he's not doing coke, then, you know, he stayed within the confines of the law. and. With regards to the snorting of it, you know, so first of all, that is a sign that he has built up tolerance. Hmm. And and it's also, you know, a way that only people who are abusing it would use it. Yeah. Because you're, I... you're just trying to get as, as much out of it as possible. I mean, people with ADD don't want to get high. They want right. to be <laughs> humans <laughs> in the way that that a lot of other people can just be. Yeah. You know, we're just trying to get to normal. <laughs> so if there's any takeaway from this episode, it's um, <laughs> um, if you've been trying and having difficulty, keep trying. Try a different doctor. You know, it's it, it's a fight worth fighting because it is game changing. Um, there's no combination of over the counter crap that can, you know, give you your life back. And, you know, if you think you might have, you know, any attention problems, it doesn't hurt to ask to be evaluated at all. You know, your doctor will ask, um, you know, some questions about your history before moving on to, you know, the actual questionnaire. Um, you know, or you might get bounced to a therapist first. But the, the point is, you know, it can be done if, you know, you have access to our horrible healthcare system at all. Right. Uh, uh thing I forgot to mention with uh, the president here was uh, um, <laughs> so because uh, this this was coming around because he was uh, sniffling during his most recent uh, uh, primetime press conference thingy about the uh, border wall is, you know, some snarky ass viral tweet of, you know, we should call it the outer wall. No, we shouldn't. You know, so much for the tolerant left. Yeah, no. <laughs> I I know that person is out. Yep. <laughs> I banish him <laughs> from liberalism. Well, I mean, they do fit in liberalism. They're just not allowed to call themselves progressive. No, I make the rules. <laughs> <laughs>